This week's comment, Four Words by Amy Davidson, from The New Yorker magazine, June 27, 2016. Of all the words that Donald J. Trump flings into the world, the four most Trumpian are, we have no choice. It's a favorite phrase, and one that he used last week in response to the attack at Pulse, a gay dance club in Orlando, where Omar Mateen shot and killed 49 people and wounded 53 more. Mateen was an American, born in New York to Afghan parents. Yet Trump said the lesson of Orlando is that we have no choice but to institute a temporary ban that would prevent non-citizen Muslims from entering the United States. He said the same thing when he first called for the ban, last December, after the San Bernardino shooting. That time he chanted it in triplicate, We have no choice, we have no choice, we have no choice, as if it were a spell that would make him presidential or make his listeners forget that he is not. Trump has invoked choicelessness to explain everything from why he will build a wall on the border with Mexico to why he talked about his anatomy during a Republican primary debate. The phrase is a dismissal of rational discussion and an intimation of the doom that awaits if Trump is not heeded. In his recent book, Crippled America, he said of his decision to run for the White House, I had no choice. I see what's happening to our country. It's going to hell. Orlando was the first major domestic terrorism crisis since Trump became the presumptive Republican nominee. His first response was to brag about the congrats he'd been receiving for having been right on radical Islam. Over the next few days, he suggested that President Obama had willfully failed to stop the shooting for mysterious and possibly sinister reasons, there's something going on, and accused American Muslims as a group of being similarly delinquent. He said, they're not reporting people, and they have to do that, and insisted that America is not going to continue to survive like this. He apparently meant that America cannot endure as a nation of immigrants, or as one that respects the rights of immigrants, or even those of their American-born children. What's going to happen in 15 and 20 years, he asked Bill O'Reilly on Fox News. A lot of times the children of people that come into the country become a big problem. The same day, at the White House, after reviewing the state of the campaign against ISIS, President Obama warned about responses to Orlando from politicians who tweet. Are we going to start treating all Muslim Americans differently, he asked? That would be a betrayal of what American forces were fighting to protect, and then the terrorists would have won, and we cannot let that happen. The president added, I will not let that happen. Reflecting on the rebuke at a rally a few hours later, Trump decided that Obama was more angry at me than he was at the shooter. Then he spoke again about the danger that the children of immigrants posed, which, he said, was made worse by political correctness. By midweek, at an event in Atlanta, where Trump was introduced as the man who is going to save America, he had managed to formulate an idea of foreignness that was indifferent to citizenship. Mateen may have been born in America, but his parents weren't, Trump said, and his ideas weren't born here. His ideas were born from someplace else. The wrong ideas, in other words, as much as the wrong parents, could get a person disqualified as an American. 
Trump arrived at that conclusion even as stories from Orlando were reminding others of the broad embrace that this country can offer. One of the oldest people killed in the attack was Brenda Lee Marquez McCool, born 49 years ago in Brooklyn. She had gone to the club's Latin Saturdays night to dance with her son, whom she shielded from the bullets, and who lived. One of the youngest was 19-year-old Jason Benjamin Josephat, who had recently started college and called his mother moments before he died. If there is a group eager to explain that it has no choice, it is the leaders of the Republican Party. As Trump railed against Muslims, a few in the GOP murmured that they wished he wouldn't be so divisive. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, said at a press conference that a religious test like the Muslim ban would not be reflective of the party's values. He preferred a security test. On that point, he and Trump, whom he has endorsed, would agree to disagree. Ryan certainly did not believe that helping Hillary...